0: Hey Grimlaw Church, Uh, my name is Raymond Hudson and man, we haven't met yet, but I am so excited to be with you guys this week. I want to start by honoring you guys. Thank you so much for utilizing your influence to build God's kingdom, not just in your city, not just for your church but for churches like me that are in Berkeley, California. And so it's such a uh, privilege to be here with you and uh, just excited to share the stage. Um, As we're in this series, come on, Dangerous Prayers. I don't know about you, but I am so excited when we as a church grow in how we pray, how we talk, how we listen. Come on, prayers are not just what we say, they're what we hear. And so I'm just so excited uh, to be here. I wanna start by uh, introducing you to my family. Uh, You'll see it on the screen. Uh, You got my wife, Uh, we've been married for over 13 years, crazy. I am a husband of one wife. She actually likes me, which is awesome. Uh, We've got four kids, Gabriella, Zeke, Bella, uh, and Leo. And listen, they always listen to me. They never fight ever. No, come on. If you're a mom out there, you know in the midst of a pandemic and everything that's going on, our kids are both crazy uh, and both amazing. And so it's just such a privilege uh, to be here with you guys. And I want to thank Shay and Andrea. Uh, man, your pastors, lead pastors. Come on. You want to honor where honors due. And so thank you guys so much for being willing to invest in our family, to invest in the city of Berkeley. Come on. Our passion is to help people uh, know and love Jesus and Place them at the center of everything. And in a city like Berkeley, it's so difficult. Over 99% of our community want nothing to do with faith. But when we've got leaders like Shay and Andrea, come on, give it up for your pastors and your church, willing to utilize your influence to build God's kingdom in our city. Man, it just, it blows me away. So thank you for your generosity. Come on, we're gonna jump uh, into our discussion for today as we're talking about prayer. And I want you to know, man, I love, 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 Prayer. I believe that when we as a church grow in our prayer lives and we understand that God actually speaks and we just have to learn to listen. There is so much that we can learn and so much we can grow in and so many amazing things that we can ha- see happen, not just in our hearts, uh, not just in our communities, but in uh, the world and in, and in building God's kingdom. And so man, I like to always start with a question. And so I want to pose uh, this question to you today. How do we grow in our prayers? I believe that everyone wants to know, man, how do I grow? Like, how do I truly understand how to pray? And then come on, listen is a secret. Like, how do we become effective in our prayer lives? How do we get to a place to where when we speak or when we're praying, we believe that God is listening? Come on, if you're listening in right now, I want you to know that God speaks and we just have to learn how uh, to listen. I believe as you walked in here today, you're you're wondering, I think we all wonder, like, is God actually real? Come on, look at your neighbor and ask them, like, is God actually real? Have you ever been there where you ask that question? God, are are you actually real? Because there's been times, maybe you've been there, where you've prayed and you wonder, like, God, are you actually listening? Are you actually real? Or maybe you have this question, like, God, do you actually speak? Like I've seen the pastor, right? Come on. Uh, you've seen your pastors speaking and you've heard them talk about the fact that God speaks, but you, maybe you've sat back and you were like, God, do you actually speak to normal people like me? Some of us believe that God speaks, but they've never heard God's voice. Have you ever been there? Come on, if you're listening in right now, maybe you've said, man, I don't know if I've ever heard Uh, The voice of God. Again, I want you to know that God speaks. And I think we have to grow in understanding and hearing and and realizing, man, we just have to learn uh, to listen. And and I think for others of us, we have trouble distinguishing between the genuine voice of God and the counterfeit uh, voices of our culture The counterfeit voices of what we perceive or uh, we assume uh, God's voice to be. But I believe that when we get to a place to where we grow in how we understand the voice of God, man, uh, nothing's impossible. We're looking at dangerous prayers, the things that God wants to do in your city, in your family, in your culture. Man, when we learn to hear the voice of God and allow that voice to guide us, nothing is impossible. Here is our big point for today. I like to say this, if you don't get anything else from me today, I want you to get this point right here, that we will pray bigger prayers when we believe that God speaks. Man, we will pray bigger prayers when we believe God speaks, and not only that He speaks, but that He acts on what we're praying for. And so today we're going to Uh, continue our series, Dangerous Prayers, and we're going to jump into one of my favorite passages of Scripture. But I want to start with this little story. I've got my son. His name is Leo. He's just turned three. And it's so cute right now that at the age of three, he's starting to learn how to pray. I don't know if you guys remember that old-time prayer. You maybe prayed it. Um, You're at the table, and you're praying for the food, right? And come on, do you guys know what I'm talking about? God is good. God is great. And we thank you for our food. Like, come on, whatever that prayer is that you pray at the table... Uh, My son, Leo, he's starting that prayer. He can't say the whole thing, but he starts praying for his food. And at our table, we're all talking about it. But here's the funny thing. Like at an age of three, you begin to grow, right? And so although at this moment, he's praying just the prayer over our food, our goal as parents is we want to help our son to grow. That as he grows in age, he begins to grow in how he speaks uh, to God. And I believe the reason why we have trouble growing in our prayer lives is because we don't truly believe that God speaks. Maybe you're listening in right now. Come on, I I see you. Or maybe I don't see you, but you see me like maybe you're sitting there and you're saying, Ray, I hear what you're saying, but I've never heard God speak. I've prayed all of these prayers, these dangerous prayers that we've been talking about in this series, but yet I've not heard the voice of God I'd encourage you today that it's not that God doesn't speak, we just have to learn to listen. And so we're going to jump into First uh, Samuel chapter three, verse one through uh, actually three through ten. And this is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And I'm just going to unpack it a little bit, and then we're going to jump into a few points. And so, man, if you're following along, I'm sure you'll see the uh, verses on the screen. Uh, it's First Samuel chapter three, uh, three through ten. And this is how it starts. It says, "Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli." Now, in those days, the messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. And it's so interesting when I read scripture. I think there's so many times where we read through a passage of scripture and we just jump over things. And I just want to relate what is going on at this time and where we are today. It says that the messages from the Lord were rare. Have you ever felt that way? Right. Like you're praying. It just feels like, God, you're not listening. God, you don't, you don't hear me. God, you don't understand what I'm saying. And in this passage, it's the same way. God's people have not heard the voice of God in so long. And it feels like they're in a spiritual drought or it feels like, God, are you even near? And so this same thing is happening here. Verse two goes on. It says, one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. Now, I like to take a little bit of liberties with uh, the Bible and when I think about the fact that Eli went and woke up Samuel, can you, can you, can you follow along? Anybody like to sleep? Come on, if you're listening. are Like you're like, man, I like my sleep, don't want to be woken up. But think about this moment. Eli um, is uh, at the tabernacle and Eli's sleeping and Samuel is sitting at the, uh, in, in the sanctuary with God. And then Samuel hears this voice and he goes running to Eli and wakes him up. Now, I don't know about you, but if someone woke me up in the middle of the night, I would be frustrated and overwhelmed. And Samuel is, it seems like, doesn't understand that. And so the passage goes on and it says, suddenly the Lord called out Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Eli tells him to go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel, again, Samuel got up. And went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Verse seven says this. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. The verse goes on. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. He said, here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came, to, came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening listening. Why don't you bow your heads as I pray, and we'll walk through uh, some points here. God, I thank you for today, and I just pray that you would help to demystify your voice today. God, that you would help us to to understand that you speak, Father, and we just have to learn to listen, that you are daily and consistently wanting to have relationship and community with us. And so we just pray today that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear, God, all the things you want to say and you want to speak to us. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever had a moment in your life where someone talked to you and you didn't truly understand what they were saying? It's so interesting here that Samuel is at the feet of God, but he had never heard uh, his voice before. And so today, I just want to give us some simple points to hear God's voice. If you're listening in right now and you're saying, Ray, there's no way that I'm going to hear God's voice. Or you're asking, does God truly speak? I want you to know that God speaks and we just have to learn to listen. So how do we learn to hear the voice of God? Point number one is this. I want to encourage you to be in the right place at the right time. This is what it says in the beginning of the verse. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were rare and visions were quite uncommon. What I love about this passage of Scripture is that Samuel was in the right place at the right time. Have you ever been in the wrong place at the wrong time? I'm going to give you a quick story. When I was uh, uh, 15, I was 15. I was driving to get my uh, take my ACT. Anyone ever take one of those? Like It was a nerve-wracking day uh, for me. And so I drive to the city. It's called Scranton, Missouri. I mean, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I never driven there before. And I end up driving down a one-way street, um, the wrong direction. Uh, and so I'm riding down this one-way street, the wrong direction. And I see this truck behind me with its sirens growing. And have you guys ever seen the police cars that are like trucks, but they look like I didn't know that they were trucks at that moment, but they look like fire trucks. So I remember driving down this road and this fire to me, this fire trucks behind me and the, the, um, the uh, lights are going. And so I pull over to get out of the way. And as I pull out over to get out of the way, the fire truck, in my mind, stops. And I'm like, why did this fire truck stop? So I sat there maybe for a minute and the fire truck's just sitting there. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I literally just, I speed off because I'm already late for this test. And I go speed off down the one-way street. I still didn't know. And I get off this one-way street and I get onto this main road. And as I'm on this main road, literally six different cop cars are pointed to, to towards me. There's a police officer in the middle of the road. They're like, get out of the car, get out of the car. Now I'm this 15 and a half year old kid driving my father's car and I'm gonna be honest I get out the car and I am bawling I'm crying I'm in tears I, I'm like I'm about to die that's what I'm thinking that moment I was in the wrong place at the wrong wrong time at that moment uh, in time in uh, Pennsylvania there were tons of people stealing cars and so all they saw was a guy in a car running off and I remember just it was the most overwhelming situation and I think that happens to us a lot in life as believers. Or maybe you're sitting in here and you're new to faith and you're asking the question like, Does God is God even real? And I want to encourage you that we have to be in the right place at the right time. And questions like, man, where's the right place? I want to encourage you, man, God will speak through your pastor. Come on, can we, you guys have an amazing pastor and God speaks through that. God will speak through worship. God will speak in your life groups, but you have to be in the right place at the right time. Sometimes we want, come on, you're like me. We want to hear God's audible voice, right? Like we want to hear God speak to us in a clear voice. And sometimes it's just, we have to be in the right place at the right time. Point number two is this. I want to encourage you to spend time God's presence. What we learn about Samuel in this passage is that he consistently was in the presence of God. He placed himself in a position where he could hear. So I want to read this verse again. Verse 2, it says this, one night Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Samuel put himself in the right place at the right time, and he spent time uh, in God's presence. It's so funny. I told you guys I've got four kids, and I've got one kid. Her name is Bella, and she is the loudest of all of our kids. If you hear, her, she's walking down the, uh, through, through the halls, running down the house, and she's always singing. She just got this big microphone, and I could tell her voice from anywhere. I mean, we could be at a shopping mall and there's tons of people screaming. And if she is talking or screaming, I can hear her voice because I know her and I'm near her. Any other parents know what I'm talking about, right? If your kid is screaming, you're really like, what? the Like, stop screaming. Like, you want them to stop. But you know their voice because you're in intimate, consistent, close relationship. And sometimes we're wanting to hear God's voice, but we're not in relationship with him we're not in his presence and so I want to encourage you that you need to spend time close to Jesus point next point is this man in order for you to learn to hear God's voice you can't understand what you don't know in order to hear the voice of God you have to you have to have direct experience uh, with hearing him a direct experience. And here's the best way to do it. And this is not going to sound super like life changing, but yet it is. The best way to have experience with hearing the voice of God is reading his word. I want you to know today that in our nation, in our culture, in the church that we're, you're sitting in right now, we have a Bible epidemic where people don't understand God's word and we're all searching to hear God's voice, but we're not willing to open the book that he's already written. So I want to encourage you today that the best way for you to understand and hear the voice of God is to read the Bible. Come on, if you're looking and you're listening and you're still here, look at your neighbor and say, read the word. Come on, the word is applicable for our daily lives. The, the word is practical. There are truths in the word. And if you're wondering which direction to go, if you've got fear or doubt, or you're trying to understand, or you want to pray prayers that you don't know if you even have the faith for, the word of God is powerful. Come on, if you're listening in right now, I want to encourage you, Like, if you don't open the word, but you want to know the voice of God, you have to start there. I want to encourage you, there is so much good stuff. The Bible will say that it's a lamp, he's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our paths. Like, I love the word. I can't say it enough. Come on, if you're listening in, look at your neighbor and say, I love the word. Come on, I love the word. I want to encourage you today that you will hear the voice of God when you open his word. Next is this, man, in order for you to learn how to hear the voice of God, you have to have spiritual leaders in your life. It says here that, then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Now, I'd encourage you this that sometimes the leaders in our lives can get it wrong. I want to give you uh, one more quick story before um, we get close to closing our time. Um, but when I was in college, uh, I was like the, the faith guy. I remember there was one day when I was praying. I like to pray crazy prayers. Anyone like praying crazy prayers? Like, I just believe that God can do the impossible. So I remember in college, um, I was broke. Anyone broke in college? Know what I'm talking about? Like, I was broke uh, in college. I didn't have a car. I barely had any money. And I remember as one day I was uh, walking out one of the dorms uh, in our, uh, at my college, and I didn't have any money. And I was out of deodorant. Come on, that's a problem for a single guy. I was out of deodorant and I didn't have any uh, money for, for uh, dinner. Now, I don't get the Bible college I went to, but they only did brunch. So that means you only you only had one option for food. Like, are they trying to starve you? Like I paid good money for that school. But that's a whole nother conversation. But I remember walking out of it was called Bowie. And I had no money. And I don't know if you've ever been here, but I prayed a dangerous prayer. I remember walking out and I said to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, right? The God who split the Red Sea, the God who raised Lazarus from there. I remember just praying this this crazy prayer like God, like the God of, who created the universe. Would you just give me twenty dollars? I mean, like I went all in for twenty dollars. But I remember I prayed this prayer and I walked through Bowie. Nothing happened. And I remember walking through, it was Bowie, and I went through Zimmerman. And I was walking uh, down the hallway. And have you ever had those movies where, like, they try to depict, like, the light of God? And so you see, like, this bright, bright light. And then I always picture in my mind that music, like, oh. Right. Like there's the light, the bright light. And you just it just it's depicting God. And I remember I'm walking through Zimmerman and I get to this place. And I'm in between the gym and this building and I see this bright light. And of course, the music is going. Oh, right. And so this is happening and I see something flickering in the sky. And so I see this thing flickering and it's just like it just seems like. It starts to come and it's just floating down. And this is no lie. I know you guys are looking You're like, Ray, are you lying? But it's floating down. And I remember it gets close enough to me. And I'm like here and maybe like 20 feet away. And I remember seeing like it kind of looks like money. So what do you do like any broke college kid? You run over to it. So I ran over to it and it literally was a twenty dollar bill. Now, what I'm not saying is that I pray this crazy prayer and God just opened heaven, right? And this $20 bill came down. But what I am saying is I, that either somebody dropped it or they lost it, but I prayed this dangerous prayer. And I was, that's just me. I love praying those prayers, but I also love listening to God. And I remember there's this one moment where I had a car that I had prayed for. I literally prayed for this car. I prayed and I called like 30 car dealerships. And after the 30th car dealership, they gave me a car. I was like, I was doing an internship. Again, I was a broke college kid. I needed the car. Um, I had to have the car for the internship. I prayed and they sold me this car for $1. And I remember talking to one of my leaders and I said, you know, hey, God gave me this. And he was all excited. He's like, man, God, man, God used you. Like God is speaking through you. God helped you like all these fun things. And then like literally eight months later, I feel God tell me to give the car away. So I choose to give the car away to my friend and I call the same leader and I'm like, man, God told me to give this car away. And I remember when I told him that he said, you are dead wrong. God would have never told you to give that car away. He gave you that car. It was like it was one of those moments. You ever like feel like sinking, like you just like, oh, my gosh. And I bring that up because there's sometimes when our spiritual leaders can get it wrong. And that's why we should guide everything through our uh, through the word. But I remember the spiritual leader, literally after he said that to me, he went home and prayed and he and God, he said God spoke to him and God said, don't you ever tell someone I didn't tell them to do something that I told them to do. And so then he called me back and he's like, man, like God, rip me a new one. Like, you know what I mean? And so it was just one of those moments. But I'm not saying that to say that we should not listen to our spiritual leaders. I'm saying that to say that. God will speak to us. And sometimes our spiritual leaders can get it wrong, but there's a lot of times that they get it right. And I want to encourage you today, man, uh, put yourself in relationship and community with people who will speak to you the truth that God has spoken to them through the, um, the lens of God's word. Lastly, as we get ready to close our time, I want to encourage you with this. The best way for you to hear the voice of God is you actually have to learn to listen. Anyone agree that it's hard to listen? You're in those, like, are you that person that's in a conversation and someone's talking and you start talking right over them, right? You know what I'm talking about? Um, I think that happens with us with God, that we just talk, 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 talk. And we're saying, God, why aren't you talking to me? God, why why don't you hear me? God, why aren't you saying anything? But we don't stop talking long enough uh, to listen. I love what Samuel um, does here after Eli encourages him. He says, So Samuel went back and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak your servant is listening. I wanna encourage you today that sometimes we don't hear the voice of God because we're not willing to pause and listen. I want you to know today that God speaks. He is desperate for community and relationship with you. But we have to learn how to hear his voice. And he speaks through your amazing pastors. He speaks through your amazing leaders. He speaks through your services. He speaks through worship. But one of the main ways he speaks, like we said earlier, is through his word. And I would encourage you, be people who love and are thirsty for um, God's word. I want to end our time with this passage of scripture. It's found in 1 Kings 19, through 13. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you listening? And what's distracting you from hearing God's voice? As we're thinking about dangerous prayers, and it's hard to, to pray dangerous prayers if we don't think or believe that God speaks so I'd ask you today, like, what's keeping you from listening? What's stopping you from praying those prayers? And I love this in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. And Elijah is on a mountaintop, and he's wanting to hear the voice of God. And so it says, it says, go out. God is speaking to Elijah. Go out and stand before the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by in a mighty windstorm. It hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks uh, t- were torn loose but the Lord was not in the wind after the wind there was a, an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake there was a fire but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire there was the sound of a gentle whisper I want to encourage you today I'm going to lean in a little bit the lighting may be, get bad a bit but I want you to know that God speaks We just have to learn to listen. And there are many times in our life where we expect God to speak in a certain way or we're telling him we want him to speak in a certain way, but God's ways are higher than ours, right? His ways are different than ours. And if you're listening in right now and you've never heard the voice of God, I want to encourage you that he's desperate for a relationship with you. He's desperate to be in community with you. And any good father wants to speak to his children. I want to encourage you today that God speaks. We just have to learn to listen. And part of that listening is saying, God, this is not my life. My wants and desires, I put them aside so that I can understand and hear your still, clear, small voice. Man, I am so thankful to be with you guys uh, today. It's such a privilege to be able to communicate this word to you. And I want to encourage you today that without your help, man, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now. And I know that many of you hear the voice of God. You allow God to guide your life. And then some of us, man, we're still growing. And I think all of us grow, right? There are times where we think God speaks and then we miss it. So I want to encourage every one of you that daily we need to learn to listen to the voice of God. Well, I'm gonna pray for you guys and I can't wait to see you in person and I hope to see you guys uh, very soon. God, I thank you for today. I pray that you would give us eyes to see, God, all the things you wanna show us. Father, you give us ears to hear all the things that you wanna say to us, that you are desperate for community with us, you are hungry for relationship with us, God. Teach us to be people who listen, to be passionate for your word. And passion for community. God, we love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.